Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're watching this in the afternoon, good afternoon to you. And if you're watching this in the evening, good evening to you. And if you're Perfect. and if you're listening to this from the afterlife, I don't really know how to greet you. You just made that sound good, like a, a news anchor. Good eternity. Good eternity, you. man. Is there really nothing better up there to do than listen to this, this podcast? This podcast must be good if they're allowing you to subscribe to it while you're in heaven. Wow. Man, Captivate, the program we use, probably can't even work those analytics in. Yeah. Who knows what our listener base is? It's just crazy. How would you even timestamp that? Because it goes by days. <coughs> if there's no time. It's just oh. numbers. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't they're know. in eternity. Well, hang on. Listen. Change the subject. Don't give me anxiety. <laughs> We're glad that you're here yeah. and that you're there because you're certainly not listening. I mean, I prayerfully, you're not listening to this from hell. I never considered that. <laughs> yeah, welcome. It's, it's, on, it's on repeat. All of our solos that we do during this podcast. Oh, our actually little singing like parts. The theme song. Just. It's the waiting room music. In, he- in hell. <laughs> My deliverer. And that's it. And that just loops. Yeah, over and over. He's going. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, it is um, a big week here. Absolutely. We've got Easter. Yeah. Easter, we just talk about that for a minute. Um, we don't know really what to expect. We know it'll be the largest service in our church's history for sure. Um, which is after, how old are we now? Are we 77 years 70, old? 77 years 77. old to still be growing and impacting lives. Like, I think that's a pretty amazing. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to settle on that. I, yeah, Through absolutely. my Facebook memories a couple of weeks ago, because Easter is always changing. But it was a picture of when we were in the Barrington building and we just absolutely jam-packed that Barrington auditorium yeah. with seats, believing <gasps> that it would be the first Easter we ever had that was over 400. That was in 2010. Wow. wow. That's cool. And I don't know. I mean, it'll it'll be at least double that, I think. Mm. You're pretty close to double that um, this this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool because there is a quite a bit of momentum happening across all of our locations. Like there's a lot of people excited to invite a lot of new people coming in, like getting like, yes, I'm sold for this. Uh, I want to be a part of the mission. Like we've heard it testimony after testimony of, of that happening. And it's not like it's just centralized to one location, right? right? It's not like, oh, just Dover because that's where Nate is. Like, no, God's moving at every single location through all the pastors that are there. Yep. And so it's just exciting to think through with as many people who are coming because they're invited, what's going to happen on Easter when, you know, we we say from the stage all the time, like that's when people normally do show up, that that Easter and Christmas. Like Mm -hmm. it's just going to be really cool, really powerful. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the service. I think our teams are pretty on the ball all across the locations. It's uh, 
Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, we talked through, it's like half a regular service, half kind of a production that happens throughout it as well. And so, yeah, so it's leaning more into the Christmas Eve type of a lot of special music yeah, and special elements. Yeah. But then still the aspect of, of worship within it yeah. as well. So I'm just excited for that. Watching through all the videos and everything that we did through yeah. the planning team, like it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be really good. Yeah. I just, you know, you just think about like the Maggie Roberts testimony that we watched at church on Sunday. Yeah. And I always have just such a deep awe, deep gratitude, a deep wow, a deep wonder of whose life is going to be changed this week. Yeah. And that really like humbles me. Like, yeah, we're not just having a church service. We're not just having a big crowd. Like someone's walking into that door and yeah. they have no idea. They have no idea <laughs> What's about how their life them? is going to be changed <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Just ima- like, you think about that. Like you're just like, okay, Easter, I guess I'll go to church. You walk out of that building. Like I've met the creator. Yeah. Yeah. I've had my sins forgiven. I've received eternal life. Man, yeah, can't wait. Hopefully, hopefully it'll happen to my mother-in-law. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna keep those jokes going. She likes them. Okay, she likes. Yeah. Oh well, just to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason she watches. Just the fact that you thought about me. Yeah, I think that's cool. And I, but I also think like it's so cool when you hear those stories. Um, not just on Easter, but when it's a Sunday that maybe you just went through the motions of Sunday once. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I find like being a worship leader often like some days are just like, all right, let's get, let's do this. Cause it, you know, right. if we're scheduled, which luckily Charlotte puts like a good rotation on the worship leaders. So we don't feel that way as much as we used to, but that can happen. Well, some days you come in, you're a little bit sick. Right. Some days you're tired. Some days you did have heartbreak yeah. during the week. And it's not like we always are, oh, we never, hey, Charlotte, Charlotte's here joining us today. We never said anything like, oh, yeah. Hey. What's up? I, I'm, I'm Pastor Jeremy, too. We're, we're here. It's not like we're always um, flying high. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. I mean, we, it's hard. It's hard for us some days. Yeah. Well, we did have three salvations in Milton this week. Awesome. Oh, that's crazy cool. Um, I don't, I haven't heard the story how. I just heard that there was. Yeah. That's really cool. Which is great. They had 87 people. They've been hovering around 90 people every week now at wow. Milton. So cool. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, so cool. Um, I think the same weekend last year was like 55 people. So they've almost doubled in yeah. a year. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I think the exciting thing about Easter is that everyone's excited, like that normally attends. And then that excitement, people see it. And that's part of like, I don't know, the it just keeps going. And then the excitement doesn't stop after the one Sunday. It just keeps building. Yeah. And then the next year comes around and it's doubled the excitement because yeah. the people whose lives were changed because they finally got the chance to meet Jesus they're here being excited for the people coming next. And I think that's part of Maggie's testimony too, is you get to see that. 
And then beyond just Easter, right? And I apologize. I keep kicking my microphone and my chair's squeaking. It's my chair, not my hip. I'm not old. Trust me. I'm not old. Trust me. I'm really cool. Um, We're launching Bethlehem on Sunday, like in the midst of everything. The one thing I was thinking of driving this morning is let's never launch on a holiday again because we don't have any like spare people yeah. to send to that yeah. location because it's like everybody needs to be like, I'm sure it would be nice to send like a couple people who have technical skills yeah. to right. that location to help them out. <laughs> right. or like, well, that's hard though, because we, every launch you learn something. But Milton's launch is like thrown out the window because of COVID. Like, right. cause this was our plan, right? When we launched, when we launched. We were originally going to launch this four weeks ago. And then we're like, well, we probably need the extra month. Oh, for Bethlehem. For Bethlehem. Cause I thought Milton's plan was Easter. Milton's plan was March. And then it, it, our, our plan. Like man, our, I don't know any of the plans. Yeah, our, <laughs> well, Easter can happen in March, but our our goal and our strategy is at least for those two launches was four weeks before Easter. Four weeks before yeah. Easter. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, then you have something to invite people back to. Yeah. Because you get a lot of people coming to church for the first time in their life yeah. and they don't know to come back. Like, well, that was great. I'll do that again maybe sometime <laughs> else in my life. <laughs> right. Like they, it's just not an idea. Oh my gosh, of, mark oh, your I calendar next year. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like the fair. Yeah. Oh, yep. Go to the fair. Once a year, maybe. Sometimes I just skip it because yeah. it's just a special event. So, but yeah, launching. Um, I mean, you shared that. Can can we share that testimony too with the the signups for Bethlehem? Like we're excited about. Yeah, how many? There's There um, were over 40 is what. I think 44 was the number I saw. 44 people signed up and those are not 44... Uh, Plymouth attenders switching. Those are those are a lot of them. People coming and joining the team. Yeah, it's you've got the you've got the the launch team. People like Josh Patton who's serving just for that Sunday. Yeah, there we go to help. Um, but see, then, we sent someone. Ish. But then Thank so you, there's 47 <laughs> people signed up right now, and so there are some names of people we don't know. And one name, one person signed up seven and we don't know them. Like we, Pastor Stephen hasn't met them. Yeah. So they're showing up for the first time at the launch, but they did have communication with Pastor Stephen. I'll be bringing more than seven people with me. It's cool. That's cool. That's pretty great. We had someone um, connect with us on Facebook this week. I just moved to Franconia. I'm not sure from where, but it looked like maybe from another state. Yep. I just moved from Franconia. I'm excited to check out Bethlehem when it opens. So that's- That's really cool. That's sweet. Pretty awesome. And we have no idea how many of those stories there are. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. We think about that church closed in September, on September 25th. And now, was it five months later? Yeah. We're going to be, I'm terrible, October, November, December. Wait. <laughs> Wait, I'm Seven <laughs> months later. <laughs> Seven months later, it'll be reopened yeah. to a size, prayerfully, that's been larger than it's probably been in a decade. Yeah. Um, I mean, if 
if just the people that signed up all show up, where yeah, because it was running growth like for what 10 they were. or 11 people, 20 people yeah. for, for a long time. Like yeah. that auditorium, we said on worship night, maybe we didn't say it on worship night, we said it on the, on the soft launch morning. They didn't even use that auditorium in many years. Yeah. That's the first time the auditorium's wow. been used for a service or a worship night in many years because wow. they they weren't using it because it cost too much to heat. Makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So just man. And so just to bring up too, because which maybe we'll talk about it at the podcast after Easter, but um we you and I talked a little bit. There's there is two I'm mainly bringing this up. It's a behind the sermon podcast. There's a lot of pressure for even the sermon for next week too, with the plan that we have in place. Like let's launch a new location. All right. Now pastor Nate is a brand new lead pastor to everyone coming in. Um, It's a brand new, you know, you don't have, you don't have like the rapport the, what would it be called? Like the majority rapport? <laughs> like, how do I, yeah. How do I, um, there's, how do I introduce myself to a bunch yeah. of people? You know, plus it's video. So it'll say. be a, a video, new experience for a lot of people. There's yeah. no, yeah. I don't think there's any video venue church was, anywhere north of the launch until you get to Montreal. I was going to say that was the one thing, like the climate up there, not even just talking about like you're having a video sermon, but like, Technologically speaking, that building is probably way more advanced than anything around. Now, yeah. knowing the movie theater that's in Littleton that I grew up <laughs> going to that is now closed half of the year, I'm pretty sure they still use film projectors oh, for wow. some of their movies. So, I feel like that's more expensive at this point, but. Well, yeah, it's novelty. Yeah. They, they brag about being the oldest movie theater in New Hampshire. So, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about. People are going to come in and see something that's nice for the first time and something that's put together and presented well. Um, And that's alone going to blow their mind, let alone a church coming up there and being planted, not dying. Pastor Stephen told me today that someone who um, is part of the launch team, so they've only been part of Restoration Church for a couple of months, said to him, every time we come to Restoration Church now, it's home. Like, oh, that's awesome. That, like after so a couple cool. of months, like. That's amazing. Yeah. Man, I'm so pumped. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. So anyway, preaching, we've, yeah, we've got to connect with the launch and introduce our church and myself yeah. to the launch. We've got to connect the story of Easter yeah. to everybody who's <laughs> never come to church before. Right. We've got to keep it fresh for everybody. This is their 82nd Easter service right. in their life. <laughs> right. Um, and then I try to keep it shorter than usual. Um, and then we want to preach for something. It just feels like it's a whole lot to put. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. That's a lot of pressure. In. I'm glad you preach for Easter. Well, actually, <laughs> I was going to do a tag team. I just haven't figured out who to tag. <laughs> I think Pastor Steven's available. <laughs> Yeah, add that to everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, Why are you busy? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this past week. Yeah, absolutely. What did we talk about this past week? Trust. This was trust. A lot of people are talking about it on Facebook and uh, sending messages on how good this past week's sermon was. That like it, it was something that 
they'd been wrestling with on the trusting mm. Jesus, trusting God and working through that, which is understandable. Yeah. I can 100% get that. But I think you helped empower people to be able to step into a lot more than they ever could have in their walk with Jesus. And I think that's cool. I mean, I I found it impactful for me too. Mm. Like just realizing things that I do that aren't um, trusting God and where I'm at. I think I think that that topic too. Well, so many times when we preach, even in this series, like do this like Jesus when you work through it. Like when you stay surface level, like if you're not listening for you, you can miss out on a lot of opportunity. Like, yeah, I trust Jesus. Like I serve him. But when it comes down to it, like, can I investigate or have the Holy Spirit help me investigate? Like where I am not trusting and not just like, no, I have a base level trust of Jesus. And I feel like we can off, we can do that. Like we can sing, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and it's like a nice time, but I should have sang it for the real. Yeah. But um, <laughs> tears so sweet to trust, trust in, in Jesus. Um, I was gonna continue, but I can't hit Not that just high the right ladies. now. <laughs> Not just the ladies. <laughs> <No>. But um, <laughs> it's it's easy to sing like that. But then when you work through, like I don't know, I think by the end of the sermon, I really was like, man, I should just pull it out. What's ever. God, could you tell me every area that I don't trust you? Right. Try and work through that. I did have a random question though. What year was the luggage story? I think it was 2021 or 2022. Oh. It was recent. I was just surprised because I was I was like, it's it's over the loudspeaker, like every five minutes. Like, do not trust, do not watch luggage for it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's always like, do not leave your luggage. Oh, right? it yeah. doesn't, they need to be like, and don't let any, don't care for anybody else. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And then once Michelle said that, like, I can't believe you trust, I can't believe you trusted us. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Why did I trust him? Yeah. Right. I'm the fool here. <laughs> it's just funny. I thought if that was like from early 2000s, you're the reason Logan Airport now says, please do not yeah. <laughs> watch any luggage. <laughs> well, I had listened, I have read the Jeff Bowman um, autobiography and he was the guy who lost both his legs in the Boston Marathon bombing. And he talks about seeing those guys come, seeing yeah. the backpack left and thinking like, that's weird. I should say something. Well, maybe I shouldn't say something. I should say something. The next thing you know. Right. And then he yeah. lived with that regret. And that guilt because that boy died right next to him. Right. And so then that's what's going through my head. Like, shoot. Oh, no. All these people's lives are in my hands. So I started like, how long? If he's going to the bathroom. Right. It's that far away. How long should it take him to get back? Yeah. He's not back. I got to throw this out the window. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just was, I wanted to find out more context. Of that. That's really funny. I think it says a lot about trust though, even just thinking through your thought process, like our level of trust a lot of times is based on our past experiences. And then that plays into how we trust God with where we're at. Mm. So like how you've experienced life and the things that you've gone through dictate what your level of trust is in Jesus, Yeah, but it can't be that. So you're trying to combat what you've experienced from people 
to not be put on to what God says. Yeah, I didn't put it in the in the sermon, but I certainly could have. We walk by faith and not by sight. So we walk yeah. by trust and not by experience, yeah. right? Essentially, right? Or your own facts or. Let's list a thing, a list of common areas people have a hard time trusting. Finances. Finances. Finances, yeah, for sure. So I can't afford to give, right? That's, yep. I want to know where my giving's going, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because sometimes I think it even falls into not just trusting God, but trusting the church, trusting um that God put that leadership there, which I think that is another aspect. Right. Trusting that God is actually in control. Yeah. They won't, yeah. So they won't tithe, they'll only designate. Yeah. I'll only give toward, the money can only be spent on what I determine it can be spent on. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, should be a warning for them Yeah. that it's a trust issue or, or yeah. control issue. But, yeah. But I think also going into, you know, I remember you would talk to me a while ago of the idea of trusting that that God is in control and the idea of like, well, if I don't do something, this will go wrong. And well, I need to make sure this person doesn't get bad theology, right? I need to make, and right. I remember you, you sitting me down and be like, do you, do you trust that God is in control? Like, why are you acting like it all is on you? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that was something for me that I was like, oh, you're right. Like when something's going wrong, I think um, like, hang on, God, I, I just got to fix this real quick. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I don't trust that he's in control. I don't trust all the time that the people who are in leadership in different areas were put there by God for a reason. And, you know. Sabbath day, you made <sighs> me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't practice the Sabbath, what are we, we don't trust God. Yeah. Right. That's a trust. Yeah. Um, well, I've just got so much to do. Yeah. You feel like it's not going to work out or like that God's still not going to move through that time. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Mm. Uh, I think I, I don't remember if I mentioned it on Sunday, but singleness, I did mention it on Sunday. Singleness. I feel like that's a common one. Yeah. I've got a boyfriend. Oh, does he go to church? No. Why, why are you dating someone who doesn't go to church? Well, there's just no Christian guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just going to date a non-Christian because why? Because you don't trust, trust yeah, God. Absolutely. In the, in the, um, um, I'm part of a, a circle for, a, with teenage boys at the Dover Youth Group. And so, you know, one of the conversations was about girls recently. And I'm like, guys, Come on, you just got to know there's like 10 million more Christian girls in the United States than there are <laughs> Christian boys. Like, just relax, wait, Calm you'll down. be fine. Everything's like, going to be okay. You'll have lots of opportunity. Um, so just, yeah, just calm down. Like, trust God. Yeah. <laughs> just go to Bible college. You'll get married in a few months. Yeah. Ring by spring. <laughs> Coming from the two people that did not go to yeah, Bible I didn't college. Go to Bible college, but I've heard. I've seen a lot of funny memes about it. Um I did. I didn't get married. That's true. Yeah. Good, Good. for you. Great. You always break the mold. 
Yeah, I, I can't. I can't function according to any cliche. <laughs> yeah, I will fight against it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, all right. Other trust areas. I had one, but then we made the jo- the dating joke, so I lost it. I think position is one. Like, mm. uh, that could be like a physical position, like where you are located, or I think sometimes like where you are in life too. People don't trust that mm. situation. Yeah. Right. That's when I hear a lot talking to people. Um, and I even catch myself sometimes of like, why am I here? Why am I doing certain things and not allowing God to to move in those situations? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm trying to think through how, how you'd word it, but like, like confession, like, like trusting that, that God has something better than what you're struggling with or something, uh, like working through that. No, no, like, God, let's just work on this in private. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't trust you to handle it if it's out in the open. You know what I mean? Like, I think something Mm -hmm. like that could be an area of trust of like, all right, you say I'm forgiven, but man, if other people find out, like, you know, this type of idea, I think that's a hard area for a lot of people. Yeah, Trusting God to let go of a sin. Yeah. To like, because not every sin we hate. Right. Right. So yeah. trusting him to let go of something we like in order to receive something better, which is not always better right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, that's good. I thought you I thought you were saying it like trusting that he will let go of a sin you that you've committed. Like talking through like trusting Yo, that yeah. he'd actually forgive you. Trusting that he forgive you. I think that's another that's you, another common one. Are you just going to reference this when I get to heaven? <laughs> I've asked forgiveness. I'm trying to work through it. But are you just going to bring this up? Yeah. Absolutely. I trust that he'll carry you through hardship. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah. Trust that he, trust that he can just take care of you. That you don't need to, like, I get it. We, we. We work the ground, like we work through, we we have to earn our way and all that, but trusting that he can take care of you in whatever he's called you to do. Right. Like, you know, I'm I'm called to be a pastor, so I've just got to get these 10 businesses off the ground so I can take care of myself and then go right. after it. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's nothing wrong with being a pastor and being an entrepreneur, but but if you're putting that ahead of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I can't be a pastor because I have to provide for my family. Yeah. Or I can't go into ministry because I have to provide for my family. Yeah. Like trusting God to provide for your family, to right. take care of your family. I think part of that is to trusting in the unknown. Like God's not going to answer all of your questions right away, but he'll give you what you need in whatever circumstance. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we fall into the habit of like, no, I need to know also the other details because <laughs> then I can't trust you because I don't actually understand. And yeah, it's a whole mess of just. I, I remember working through like with with a couple different people. So it's not just one person. If this happened with someone listening, it's been with multiple people. It's not you. Um, but I've had a, multiple times where people will ask for prayer and they are they are so specific, so specific that you start to like figure out, all right, so you've decided how this miracle will work. Right. Um, and that's the only way you're going to yeah. pray for it. Like, you know, hey, this is happening. Could you pray that 
this happens and this person sees this. And, hey, could you pray that this goes through on the government side? Will you pray? Like all this stuff. And that's happened with multiple people in me. And, and a lot of the times I just like put my hands on their shoulder. I'm like, I'm going to pray for the situation because I think God might even have a better plan. So let's just take a step mm-hmm. back and, and not ask him how, not pray, hey God, this is how I'd like the miracle to be. Right. Um, but trusting that he, he has a better miracle. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless your miracle is found in scripture. Right. Yeah. So there's a thing to stand on God's word and pray. Yes. Scripture. Yeah. But right. There's a, well, we, we need a, we need, we've got a problem with our finances. So I just going to hear, will you pray with me? We just pray that the, um, that the, the, car loan company will call me tomorrow and release me of my debt on my car. Yeah. I pray that that specific thing will happen because yeah. that will solve all my right. problems as opposed to like, well, God could give you a raise. Well, God could give you a refund. Well, God right. could yeah. give you an idea. God could, right. He could give, there's lots of different ways he could answer yeah. that um, prayer. And that approach, that's, that's going to set you up for, like you talked about in the sermon, like that's going to set you up for bad theology. It's going to set you up for bad faith because it's like, man, God never answers my prayers. God just never listens. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you're, you're treating him like the genie. Like you're just, you're just praying like, I need this exact thing. And and that'll, that'll mess you up. Yeah. I mean, you're also setting yourself up for disappointment too, right? So if I pray for only one specific thing and God is doing all of these other miracles, but I'm only asking yeah. for one thing, I'm going to miss. Yeah. I'm missing out on all of the good things that, that God is doing, but I'm so focused on the one thing that he's not doing that you're just, you're blind. I think of like a, a, a little kid going to a restaurant, like I want mac and cheese. I want chicken fingers. And like, that's the only thing you ever order, right? The only thing you ever order. But as a good dad, (laughs) I have to be like, sometimes like I'm going to order for my kids. Yeah. And like, here, try an oyster. (laughs) Here, I've ordered you salmon. Here, I've got you, um, I'm trying to think of something I forced my kids to eat in the last few days. I definitely have something. But, but shrimp and spicy miso soup yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, pho and <laughs> you know, you know yeah. like when we're in Africa what did I make banana pizza oh like, yeah we're so gonna good I still didn't like experience it experience oh, the world so good and I tried it though and their weird ketchup flavored sauce <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah cause they're but you just go to God like um Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. And God's like, do you realize who I am? Like, I'm the creator of Wolfgang Puck. I created, guy, I created all your taste buds. Right. Um, What's the um, umami? I created umami. I made umami. Like, won't you trust me enough to make you a plate? Oh, man. Isn't yeah. the opposite true too? Like some people don't ask for anything. They're just like super vague. I'm only going to ask for this broad subject. Mm, so like, right. God, give me peace. And that's the only, only <laughs> yeah. prayer. But you're not specific on like where you need peace in or like 
how you like specific circumstances where you want to feel God's yeah. peace. Um, I feel like the opposite is true is we don't trust God to answer the specific prayers as well. So I think that's a balance. Yeah, there is a balance. I've got to finish this this thought here, uh, but this <laughs> theology. We sound cooking. What does scripture say? Okay. All right. yeah. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We've oh, got, yeah. We've got something here. Like the, <laughs> trusting God is saying, yeah, you order for me. You, yeah, um, mm -hmm. I need to eat. What what do you what do you want to serve me today? Yeah. Well, today I'm gonna serve you a little bit of humble pie. Like, here we go. <laughs> okay, God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's milk and honey and yeah, grapes and goodness. And yeah. Yeah. Even when we're pressed, so another part of scripture. Even when we're pressed by pressure, what happens? Well, then wine and fragrance and incense comes out. Mm. Like even then the glory of God is revealed if yeah. we can trust him in that. Absolutely. In that whole process. That's okay. good. Write that down. We got to save that for a sermon. Yeah. Order up. <laughs> a sermon series. Order up. What's near Thanksgiving this year? <laughs> oh, there we go. That's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I liked when you went through... Uh, the version of Christianity, if it were Greek mythology. Oh, yeah. And you work through like this idea, which just made me think like, why why is Greek mythology so terrible? All it is are gods that are awful. And they just went like, there's not a single good God that did anything good in Greek mythology. I've never heard a story. Probably wrong, but so much of it, like when you work, when you walked through that, like, yeah, that is a million other stories would have been, now right. we've got them. Yeah, we've tricked them. Now right. we celebrate April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, I did like that. <laughs> yeah, but I liked you running through that idea of like, and that, right, that could have been a fear. That was a popular um, like belief. Were, there yeah, were right. multiple gods everywhere. We they talk were, about Greek myth. Mythology, but they were living in the time of Roman mythology. Right. So I sh probably should have made that more relevant to my message. <laughs> <laughs> right. At the time Jesus was on earth, there were these, quote, gods yeah. doing these things, like mm -hmm. everywhere. And Jesus still had to trust that he knew his father and that it wasn't going to end up like however Zeus mm -hmm. did his millions of terrible things to humans and gods. Like... I thought that was uh, really cool when all of culture around him says, well, this is how gods are like, right. We're their entertainment. We're their, um, we bring stuff to them. We just serve them. And, and he had to like go through his entire life being like, no, I know who my God is. Like yeah. I know, yeah. which was probably really hard for all of them in that context to hold on to like who their God was. Um, like the Jews, like to hang on to who their God was when they're in a culture that's dominating them. Yeah. That well, has gods yeah. that were awful. All throughout the Old Testament, <clears throat> you see it like, yeah. do not get involved with their gods. Do not get in involved with their worship. Do not honor their idols, like dispose of them, burn them, like get right. rid of them because you will fall into the trap of worshiping them. And like, so yes, it was hard Yeah, because they, they did it all the time. Yeah. They kept failing. All the time. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked you walking walking through that. 
we, so I went from that into a couple of reasons why we find it hard to trust God. Obviously, if we don't know him. Yeah. Um, I think if you watch TikTok a lot and you see all the dancing services on TikTok from churches <laughs> that are always like, it's like me when the DuckTales theme drops. Like, have you seen that one? <laughs> yes, I love that one. <laughs> but there's so They're many just like- stomping. There's so many crazy yeah. services. Like I wouldn't trust God. Like, no, if I, if I, right. I think that's why some people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. Like, no, yeah. if I go up front to pray for, I'm going to end up running around the room and diving into the baptismal yeah. thing like they <laughs> did on TikTok. Yeah. I've seen that video too, where like the person gets tapped and they just like get up and run. Yeah. Jump on. T- <laughs> I, like I the think podium. it was the Holy Spirit, but yeah, because he, the way he jumped on that podium, I'm like, <laughs> There's no way that guy did that under his own power. <laughs> but, but still, like, you have a fear of God because what's going to happen to me? Yeah. I don't yeah. going to go up front to pray. What wild, crazy thing's going to happen to me? Yeah. So we don't trust God because we don't know God or we have a wrong image of God. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm probably leaning more into into that right now. Right. Um. Yeah. I I remember a sermon I preached at youth group many years ago that I'm probably going to maybe preach here again here in the future, but do you know the Jesus that I know? And mm. I think a lot of people are blaming stuff on Jesus, but it's just some other guy named Jesus. It's not yeah. the Jesus that, that changed my life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a story of when we had like a baptismal service at our house when I was a little kid. And at that time we had a bathroom in the garage uh, at our house. Curious. Cool. And so when you'd go swimming, <laughs> then you would never have to go in the house. You'd go use the bathroom in the garage. Yeah. So that that baptismal service, someone that, to- after that baptismal service, and that toilet was never used again in our house. Like someone clogged it so bad, <laughs> like it became inoperable and it was literally never used again. Like later, wow. my dad ended up like taking it, it out and taking all the pipes what out. The That's heck? impressive. And so my dad said, like angry and irritated as any dad would be, who clogged the toilet? And I went, <laughs> Caitlin did, oh, which no. was the girl in the church oh, who no. clogged that toilet which also happened to be my little sister's name. And I never made the connection because I'm like, Caitlin did it. That girl, like, I'm just like, Caitlin did it. So anyway, my sister, Caitlin, ended up getting in a whole lot of trouble oh, no. for clogging that toilet. And um, it wasn't her. It was another Caitlin. And I just think like, people are telling you, Jesus did that, Jesus yeah. did that. No, no, it was oh man, not this Jesus. Maybe it was another guy named Jesus. Maybe it was another spirit named Jesus, but it was not Jesus, the son of God. Right. It was not him. Uh, yeah. And so our image, what people say, what we watch on TikTok, how, how we filter, feed, what our church experience was, what other people say, like that can keep us. Yeah, because there are so many people who make just awful decisions in how they treat people and how they love people yeah. that use Jesus as their, which I don't, I can't figure out how you can live that type of life, but there are people that they follow Jesus, but they are yelling at people and saying like, go burn in hell. Like they're, they're these people. It's like, man, you just make no sense to me. Mm. 
Um, Because I feel like Jesus would be yelling that at you, like not at people who don't follow, who don't say they follow him, you know, and this, there's a bad representation. And so you're right. There is quite a bit. There's right. There's a, and I don't know if I'm not saying this is my opinion of New England, but more often than not, when I would meet people outside of church, they find out I'm going to church and, but they were talking like they understood what church was. And then they'd say something that would trigger. They'd say like, oh, where do you go to mass? Right. And then I'd say, oh, do you go, do you go to church? And the go-to common response was, no, I'm a recovering Catholic. Like yeah. that was like the, the you know, yeah. and there is a, there's a big area of New England that, that has had just an interesting version of Jesus pushed on them that I, I find spending more time debunking than telling people about Jesus. It's, it's more like, let's work through these weeds that have yeah. grown around his yeah. name, not who is he? Because everyone knows the name, but, but there's so many just weird things out there now. There, if they didn't come from a Catholic background, essentially they came from like a boring church background and like yeah. there's no way yeah. I would ever as an adult choose to, to go subject there. myself to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of hurdles. And then going back to TikTok and right. reels. Then and, there's the crazy. And then just the craziness. It's boring. It's judgmental. Yeah. It's crazy. It's yeah. It's amazing we're seeing any testimonies. <laughs> right. <laughs> with everything that's God. But lift Jesus, lift um, I'm trying to think. I can only think of the old church song. Lift Jesus higher and he will draw all men unto himself. Yeah. Mm. Lift Jesus higher. This is the musical Jesus version higher. today. It's good. I think that sounded way more like an 80s song than I was ready for. It was. It had to be integrity. <laughs> <laughs> integrity was the. Worship, uh, worship um, <laughs> company back in the day, Integrity Music. Yep. Yeah. I've heard of them. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. Sorry. Lift mm. Jesus higher. That, that had nothing to do with it. Oh, all right. Well, it just popped in my brain, but now it's gone. The glory of Pastor Nate's voice <laughs> just shifted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I remember. Um, yeah, people are getting glimpses via TikTok or like what they see culturally and they're not actually meeting Jesus. They're missing it because right. people are just, well, this one image out of context with this right. weird thing happening or this one image of like this boring church that you've seen and drove past years and years and years and seen no one in the parking lot. That That's what you got. The, those are the two options. Right. Yep. So that happens. And you think through like taking that stuff out of context is so dangerous too. Because even the stuff that's we'd even watch and be like, yeah, that is pretty crazy. Like we don't know if you if you didn't see the miracle that Jesus did in someone's life, even what's in the New Testament, but you just saw what was happening after, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. This guy's just clawing all over him, crying. Like, well, he couldn't walk five minutes ago. Yeah. So he is exuberantly happy. Yeah. Like yep. you take it out of context. You're like, what a weirdo. He's just hanging on this guy, mm. you know? Yep. And there is that level of like, 
the danger of of TikTok taking things out of context. Like like bad live worship leaders, right? That's like a big joke of like me watching an online service, which is totally true <laughs> sometimes. But if you take that one mistake out of context, it like ruins the entire heart that went behind all of the worship. Yeah. And, you know, then you're like, I'm never going there. They're awful. It's like, come on. There was a couple of mistakes, but there was quite a lot of amazing things. The enemy does a really good job at, um, at convincing us that Dr. Thunder is Dr. Pepper. <laughs> he does a real good job at taking these generic things of religion and convincing us it's the real thing. Yeah. yeah. So we taste it and we're like, why does anybody like that? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, obviously you can tell it's lunchtime. Every, right. every, every analogy you have back to food. <laughs> Let's get some sushi and Dr. Thunder. Yeah. Umami and off brand soda. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to have sushi, I like, I now only want to go home because I bought that real soyu. That I've got at my house. Oh. It's aged is it like for four thick? years in a hundred-year-old barrel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The Look good at you. stuff. I buy la choy. Oh, man. You don't even buy the other kind, <laughs> which I don't know what it is. La choy. Sorry. <laughs> la choy reduced <laughs> sodium. I just, use, I just use salt and pretend. Just kidding. Gross. Uh, any, uh, have you guys read anything, any book recommendations for trusting Jesus for working through different trust things? To me, it's, it's like autobiographies and biographies mm. that, that just, um, personalize it. Yeah. Like how did they do, how did they take that step? Because yeah. I probably would have been stuck. Yeah. But. But at the same time, like we're launching a fourth location. So I think there's a part of our church staff to say like, and our core four, our, our volunteers to say like, I think we're trusting God for some pretty impossible things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to be able to accept that. But um, uh, I can't think of what the title is, but it's autobiography written by the people who created YWAM. Oh, okay. And some quick Googling. Yeah, I didn't think to. Um, oh, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> Why? Wham? I mean, you guys can keep talking. You got any, Jeremy? Uh, I knew you'd come. Is to that me. really you, God? Is that really you, God? But I actually feel like I've actually <laughs> recommended that one before, but probably some point last year. To say it's you, been a while we've been doing a lot of book recommendations so i've gone through my 12 that i read over the last 12 <laughs> years <laughs> that's good though yeah i like that idea because that that's a big faith builder to read through people's stories like find the other thing like the same thing with the autobiographies like go to someone you know that has great faith and just like tell me about a time when you had to trust God. Yeah, testimonies Testimonies um, are not a singular event, mm. but they're a, um, they're a multiplier. Yeah. So a testimony that 
um, that someone shares from a hundred years ago, I can read that. And then it turned into more testimonies. Yeah. Yeah. Because of now my faith has been increased. Yeah. Now my trust has been increased. And then I'll see God do things because someone spoke about what God did for them. Yeah. So that's good. Share your testimony Tuesdays. Yeah. Encourage others. 100%. Um, another book, there's a book called God's Generals. Huh? Um, and it talks through, you know, not everybody who had a happy ending, but people who did miraculous mm-hmm. things like Smith Wigglesworth. We talked about him. Amy mm. Sybil McPherson. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Oral Roberts. Uh, it, you know, it just talks about these people who at least minimally for a season of their life, they were they were doing these great exploits for God. Yeah. So that would be another. That's awesome. Yeah, that one sounds book. awesome. It's good. All right. Well, everybody, let's pray for Easter. Let's pray for Bethlehem. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for salvations and people to connect and people to come back the next week. Yeah. Uh, for the kingdom of God to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, bless us food to our bodies. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs>